I'm Anne, and I'm an Erper. And I'm Casey. I have no idea what an Erper is, but I want in. Join us on Why Not, a Winona Earp fangirl podcast as I introduce Casey to my favorite show and find out if she has what it takes to be an Erper. Talk. Oh, now I can hear you. You were just sitting there forever. I'm like, hi, hello. Your glasses look nice. I can't see you at all. You can't see me? I'm adjusting. I can't. Prescription? Yeah. I had to get progressives. (laughs) Oh, I just got the regular old. Did you? Should I have done that? Well, I just couldn't do the progressives because it was too, it was too Mm. progressive. So now I know like. I can see physically. It just is my brain. I know. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. You will. You'll get used to it. You know what was worse was the um, progressive contacts. That fucked me up totally. And I had a... You have contacts? No, I I sent... I was like, I can't do it. And they're like, well, that's the only thing we have. I'm like, I can't can't do it. Ugh, now I just schmucked these up. Did you wipe them on your leg? My shirt. Hang on. (laughs) (laughs) Because... um, it was my insurance does a second pair. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I couldn't decide between these and just like basically what you're wearing. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, I want to be the fun person, but I don't know if I could be the fun person all the time. Mm-hmm. But everyone there both. was like, everyone was like, I love them on you. I'm like, I don't hate them. Like I no. kind of like them. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I just don't know if I'm that person. So then I was like, well, how much if I just get both? And they're like, well, your insurance will cover both. And I was like, well, let's just get this pair like with not all the bells and whistles because they have a snap on sunglass, too. Oh, yeah. And I really needed it for like in the car, like because I wish I was tired that. of putting readers like up and down all the time. Mm-hmm. And then I had a slight far away prescription this time. So. And if I get nauseous and pass out, it's just because these glasses are making me a little bit dizzy. It's fine. Yeah, just have a, a spare. I do. What are you eating? You have your dentures in? No, I'm eating. Um, You're not going to want to know what I'm eating. Oh, for fuck's sake. It's a tuna. What is it? <laughs> yeah, I'm just like <laughs> popping tuna balls in my. <laughs> it's not vegan. That's why you don't tell me. Correct. It's Starburst gummies. Oh, delicious. Do you have some gummies? I would if I didn't have to read uh, the podcast. You got some? You went to a special place. Did you get the kind I told you to get? I got them from a special place called The Next Door Neighbor. Yeah, because did you tell them to get the kind I got? I told them what I was looking for. Mm -hmm. And um, that person said, I happen to have quite a few of them. I have the same brand. I have a whole tin. I don't know. I haven't gotten it yet. It's delicious. I have a whole tin. I said, how much? It's the first time's free. Tell your friends. (laughs) Damn it. I just said that. (laughs) He said, I mean, they said 25 bucks. It's reasonable. Mm -hmm. It's reasonable. I thought it was reasonable, too. Why is this? I don't I'm just using a dirty dish rag to clean these, I guess. All right. You have to just take the edge off if you get the right ones. I'll show you what they are when I get them. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, hi, and welcome back to Why Not, 
a Winona Earp fangirl podcast. Hey, Casey. Hey, Anne with the new glasses. Thank you. They look smart. Nice. They're not. Well, don't um, make that face though. Sorry. That was my sexy face. Oh, that was? (laughs) (laughs) Were you pucking your lips and put up your nose like an old librarian? To to Edna Modi from Incredibles? No, they're perfect. They, I think they're, they are, they're a little spunky. Don't do that. Don't do that. Sorry. And and sassy, but don't, you can't do that. Stop doing that. (laughs) (laughs) If you can't see out of them, take them off. They're first perfect. spit all over yourself. Oh, they're per- yeah, I'm sure they, they look like they I'm talk. just adjusting. Uh-huh. Okay. I was too vain that- to get bifocals. <laughs> so I look really natural now. But totally. I mean it's, it's all so in the glad head you didn't <laughs> so glad you didn't get the bifocal part so you wouldn't just be able to look that. I feel like it's not gonna be strenuous on my neck at all. Let's go. All right, now that you've seen them, I'm going to have to put my your other ones? back on. Oh, did you get, where are your other pair though? Oh, that pair had to be ordered. This oh, pair was. Pair didn't. Yeah. This Man, these are so much better than those. I go through the same thing when I first get new glasses. I'm like, what the Dude, hell was I thinking? I had a mini panic attack at the ophthalmologist mm-hmm. when they do the one mm-hmm. or two, one or two. I literally mm-hmm. started giggling nervous giggle to her Mm -hmm. and I said this is the hardest game ever Mm -hmm. and then she was like it's okay and she was so patient and I just kept thinking you're gonna lose your patience you're gonna Mm -hmm. lose your patience Mm -hmm. I don't know how you do this job because Mm -hmm. I would I'm not patient with myself right now Mm -hmm. and she's just like or one or two I don't know lady and then it could be one or two Exactly. And I'm like, and then what happens if I get it wrong? I feel like it's a test. And then I'm going to be stuck with the wrong ones for the next year. Like you are right now. Like you are right now. Nope. They're you're looking through your, your ones that you had (laughs) and you can see perfectly the ones you've just got. You have, you look like you maybe have a touch of Parkinson's. Right. I ruined it anyway. And she was so supportive. And she said, when it starts to get really hard, that's when you know, we're almost done. So that's what she said. I have so there's a couple of really funny TikToks about that same thing that I'll have to send you. They're really funny. About ophthalmology? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hilarious TikTok. I, I end up on lesbian TikTok. <laughs> um, apparently, you're really a trendsetter and you are on ophthalmology. When you said TikTok. ophthalmology and I agreed very quickly, I thought to myself, that doesn't sound like it would be a very funny You're topic. Good time. You are good, <laughs> but time. It, they are very funny. <laughs> God, am I eighty nine and a nanny? Apparently, um, today's drinks are sponsored by at J Baleen. I think I said that right. I, my handwriting is a little blurry. Put uh, your other glasses on. I know. Uh, also from Bron. Oh, thanks. And Jenny. Oh, Jenny. Jenny. Here's Hello, to you. Jenny. Clink, clink. Cheers. Clink, clink, clink. Um, I'm drinking another aviation. Mm. Casey's going hardcore with the Red Bull, like we're back in college. Non-spun. Does it give Sugar you heart palpitations? 
I think I would have a heart attack if I drank that again. Oh, this is my second one in the last 30 minutes. Oh my God. I'm in a twin it. Wow. This dedication. I don't know All why, right. um, because I really wanted a Diet Coke. And then I thought to myself, oh, I never feel good after I drink a Diet Coke. Why don't I have two Red Bulls? <laughs> Drinking a sweet tart. Thinking. I don't know what I'm thinking. Wow. All right. My kid's in the background making all kinds of noise. What it's episode okay. are we on? It's life. We are episode on season four. four. Season four. Okay. Um, episode 401, On the Road Again. On the Road Again. Written by Brandon York. Directed by Paolo Barsman. And, and aired on July 26th. 2020 man that was just like yesterday literally it was like it was literally almost a year just a year ago this week oh my god you're right we have this weird thing that happens with the dates sometimes i was just gonna say didn't this happen before with something this happened with something in the show that was like the harvest moon or like the winter solstice oh was that it yes 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 yes. yeah and Mm -hmm. it was the act we're like that's today Mm -hmm. um that's right yeah, and prior to this episode, so this one aired, like you just said, July 26, 2020, the one previously, the last episode that that every, season three stopped on, mm-hmm. aired September 28th, 2018. Barf, that seems like a lifetime between those two dates. That's hard. That's hard. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's not good. So but we're here. Watched, right, we're here, and we've made a a commitment we're going to watch all of season four together oh so yep we sure did right this very second we made that commitment i told you i forced <laughs> you i said you are not watching any of season four without me okay you bet no you problem. don't want to Mom. you don't want to watch it with me yes i do i can't i really want somebody to else you'd rather watch it with no fine. go ahead no no fine no, you're the only no. one you're the no. only one and <laughs> i want to you're it. I promise. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> that's weird. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, but no, it was really I when I was doing the notes for this one, I was like, dang, do I wanna go on the fault? But I didn't. You're lucky. Did you? Oh my god, no! Why do you always question me? I we are in season four and I have not done anything to fuck this up. This is the most committed. This is the most committed I've been to anything. This is your most committed relationship. For real. For real. For real. Uh, So last we saw our family, they were scattered all over the place, right? Yeah, they were. They were scattered. Waverly and Doc were in the garden. Nicole, Jeremy, and Robin were missing. And Nedley and Winona uh, are ready to get them back. You hearing voices again? No, I'm trying to think of the last scene of the last episode. Last the last episode. scene was uh I don't know if it's the exact last scene, but Nedley and Winona, she's like, Oh yes, that's like, right. Tell me what you the, want me to yeah, do. At the bar. Okay. God, that feels like a long time ago. Two years ago. Um uh, go on. So first first impression of season four. What do you think? You mean we're we're going right there? We're not going to talk about the episode first? No, we're going to talk about the episode. You don't have to go into specifics. But like, I just like, I haven't watched a lot of season four 
since it like I've watched it, but I haven't watched it rewatched since it ended because I've been waiting for you. Well, I was not sure at all where the heck this is going to go. Like what else could happen in purgatory, you know, like that would actually make it seem not realistic. Obviously it's not realistic, but like without it being totally far-fetched. So they had you thought maybe you had seen it all kind of, I mean, obviously not because they're going into the garden and all that jazz, but I was like, what else could they pull out of their ass? Right. Right. So I do have a question though. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in that one scene a while back and doc was in the, um, I think doc in the antique store, Mm -hmm. doc in the antique store. And there was a guy in there and he was looking around and you said, Oh, that was the, that was a Smith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he, I just want to clarify something. He wrote the graphic novel. There's a couple of them. So these seasons, all the stuff that we're seeing now was actually written by him. No. So this is inspired by like, he's, he's the creator of Winona Earp, the character in. Okay his graphic novels his okay. comics okay, okay so that's that's where the like he's he's the dad of winona earp he's the and daddy? then emily yeah he's the he daddy and then emily andrus got a hold of the comic okay okay and then created a television series okay based that's perfect off of that oh that's it's perfect loosely because okay. if you go back like she was like a blonde bombshell okay giant boobs like just my not, type Sure. Um, No. No. Listeners at home, that's not her type. type. Uh, She's not going to shake a stick at it, but it's not her type. Um, So, yeah, loosely based. Okay. Because I was thinking about it. I don't know why I was thinking about it, but I was like, wait a second. How much was he involved in all these storylines, if at all? So well, he's he's created uh, Winona's stories since then. And actually, there are a lot of characters that aren't in his comics that are in the show. I see. So it's not it's not exactly. Okay. Um, and then Tim Rosan, who plays Doc, mm-hmm. Melanie Scrifano, um, Kat Burrell and Dom Provochocli, all four of them have also worked with him since the show to oh. do comics. So oh. like Dom and Kat did a small like mini comic that they gave out at cons. Um, oh, I see. And then Tim's a huge comic book reader. So he's done. I think he's actually working with um, Bo currently on another idea. I see. So, okay. Yeah. That's cool. Little, little tidbit. Little tidbit. Thanks for clarifying that. Um, but I just like looking back at season four now and even during the time, but again, being reminded as we're rewatching, Season four for me, I think it's probably my favorite. (gasps) Like I like them all, but I just Mm -hmm. feel like season four is fire. Uh, The pace, the plot, like the lighting, the wardrobe. Really? Nicole Hot, like has everything going for it. Okay. Well, that's good to know. I hated any of it before, but like if I gunned to my head, Peacemaker to my head, had to choose. I think season four. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. Well, then now I now, so now I want to know. I'll want to know what you think after twelve seasons, twelve episodes of what 
this after see after the 12th episode i'll be like which oh i was like season? what are you talking about we just watched the first episode what's your favorite tell me now <laughs> <laughs> i didn't cheat I didn't please make it ahead. are you trying to catch me in something catch you in the lie. <laughs> all right so opening scene we well i'm going to combine because like we get like this quick flash yeah. of this barren icy eerie scene with mm-hmm. this mysterious music and we see this winged throne and then we cut to good music mm-hmm. and a bunch of homemade weapons on a pool table mm-hmm. and a hand reaches out and grabs a flask and then we just hear like this chugging sound right um and then these weapon selections continue and then we see who is it it's Wayne mm-hmm. and uh she's she's choosing her weapons um uh, she turns around. She's looking fine. Two years been good to her. Just ready to go. Um, like no time has passed. And the music stops. And then the camera cuts to Nedley, who says, you almost done. I feel like I've been standing here for two years. <laughs> and you caught it right away when we walked. Yeah. It. You were like, I, I, I get it. I get it. Um, yeah, so it's like I immediately want to cry because this is definitely a nod to the fandom and how long they've been waiting for the show to return. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very proud of you for catching that. Um, and then Wynonna asks if he's ready and he does that cocking of the shotgun and he says, uh, and then she says, let's go get our steps in. And then right away, I was thinking, okay, let's pretend Maurice and I are in the garden and you have to come save us. Mm -hmm. You have to gather things from around your house for weapons. You're just, what have you got around your house that you're going to bring with you to come get us out? Cause you don't have your peacemaker. Oh gosh. Um, What do you, what do you got just laying around your house? That's a really good question. I have a lot of Nerf guns. I don't know how much they would be helpful, but, Mm -hmm. um, I have, uh, we, you know, I have a young boy who lives in the house, so he's making a lot of different weapons all the oh, time. Good, good, right? Just as any young child would. <laughs> sure, totally normal. Whatever he did, he plays SWAT team. Um, so I think that I could go raid his his um, hiding spots and find some weapons of choice. Plus, I have these crazy ass things. What are the big fingernails? Me. I'm not feeling confident about you saving me and Maurice at all at this point. You're, you're bringing a Nerf gun to the battle and something a six-year-old has made. Okay, so you've got some big scissors. Yeah, some antique yeah. scissors. Yeah, they're old-timey. They look mm-hmm. like the ones Wynonna had um, yeah. fastened to the stick. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not no weapons kind of gal, but I mean, I could I could figure out some. If yeah, I, I don't had think to. you can. It doesn't seem like you can. If I had to, um, I don't. We don't have baseball bats. Mm, no, Maurice and I are going to die. Probably. Basically. I mean, you will die. Yeah, but I'm yeah, talking as for well. Sure going to die. I don't have any weapons. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we sorry. Might to, we might have to switch this, and you're in the garden, and uh, I yeah. have to come save the day. Why? What would you have? Well, you have like bug out kits and stuff like that, so you're right. Don't to have go. a bug out kit. I don't for real. I have like first aid stuff. Yeah. But I do have, I took a quick inventory. I have hot dog roasting skewers. Do you have those? Oh, no. And for like camping, I have golf clubs, baseball bats. Oh, very bats. nice. 
Yeah, I'm. I do have a machete because of gardening, and I have some chainsaws. You're way more prepared. I know. I was thinking about a weed whacker, but that would be it. Yeah. Ooh, that could do some damage too. I'd have to figure out how to attach the new string to it. You're going to replace the string all the time. It's such a pain in the ass. Just when you think you're going good, it breaks. It's done. You got to unplug everything, start all fucking over. Also, you do have a bug out kit. You told me. Define bug out kit. I'm not like a super duper prepper, but I do. I'm a, I'm a planny planner. I like intricate. I'm going to go back to, if I knew how to edit things, I would go back to, um, so etc. <laughs> yeah, you are safe. And we were talking about your bug out kits that you have ready to go for fire season. Oh, that's just like you have to be ready to evacuate. You're a bug like out kit. You have for a like, zombie apocalypse. <laughs> don't you? You have MRIs or MREs or whatever. MRIs. <laughs> MRE. MR. Quick. Meals ready to. Eat MRE? MREs. I don't. I don't have MREs. No, I don't. I have canned food because I live in an earthquake area. So, like, you're supposed to have all that stuff. You probably should too. We got nothing going on right here. What if you get snowed in for like a really long time? You can't go anywhere. We have Maurice and Greg next door. This is true. All right. So you're not prepared. You're going to die in a zombie apocalypse. Sorry. I'm going to be just fine. I'll come save you. Thank you. It's a long walk, but I'll be there. You can fly yourself and just take a, take a. Uh... Are the zombies on the plane? No. Oh, there's lots okay. of empty planes. They don't have TSA pre-approval to get on the plane. No. Could so you imagine fine. just running through the airport? Nobody around just like, fr- and then like just jumping in a plane and taking off. There'd be a I, huge red flag if you got to the airport and nobody else was there. You because it's be there. a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to fly the plane? Are there people you. to fly the plane? No, it has automatic flyer. Whatever that is. Auto fly. <laughs> you think you can just get in, push a button, and it'll take off on its own? Okay. I, like I'm not going to pull that thread. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Sure. Could have talked about this before too. Like if you were the last person around, what would you do? But anyway, this is not neither <laughs> this is neither here nor there. That'll be a topic for a different day. I don't think, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so now where are we? we're in the woods actually, and it's Nedley and Winona, and they're talking about like what the plans are, um, what her plans are. And she said that they're gonna need to find the invisible steps and yeet Doc and Waverly out of the supernatural garden. Find the rest of the squad, mosey on home, and then enjoy a curse-free life um, and also look good doing it, which, of course, yeah. she will. Oh, she looks great. Are you kidding mm-hmm. me? So they see they see the actual stairs then, and they're covered in snow. So it's, oh, and Nedley did mention that when they're walking in the woods. He goes, oh, it snowed again. Like, mm. it's always fucking snowing here. I know. Um, and they're covered in snow, and Winona immediately says, I can't mess this up. And then he goes, you won't yeah so very confident <laughs> no and she bravely walks up the stairs through the snow and she says um Natalie says actually I'm still not looking at your ass and then Winona walks through the door at the top of the stairs and says one small step for milf one giant step for milf kind can you that's a hard word to say milf 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 it, I put an s on the end milfs milfs um, so then the music and everything gets super dramatic and she tells Natalie that she'll 
catch him later. And he says, of course you will. You know why? And she looks straight forward and she says, because I'm Winona Earp. And then she bravely steps forward and boom, she screams and falls to the ground. <laughs> the snow. Yeah. And then she's just like, oh, Waverly. Yeah. She's like, oh, great. I've already failed you. Yeah. And as she's climbing up, she's just like, you know, kind of mumbling about how Chrissy, Nicole, Jeremy, we're going to bring everyone home and we're going to make this a demon free town once mm-hmm. and for all. Mm-hmm. She's got big plans. She does have big plans. Grand plans. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, then we are at what we'll find out later is the garden and we see Waverly and girl, you in trouble. She in trouble. It's a very scary situation. I didn't like the look of that chain and mm -mm. no, it was huge. She's changed to like this big stone thing with giant chains around the chains are around her mouth. They're around her body. Mm -hmm. And she's doing her Winona scream. Just Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, when she does that, I don't feel good. Mm-mm, no. no. Um, so then we see Winona getting up out of the snow and the stairs aren't there anymore. And she's like, you don't get to vanish your architecture. Which I thought was nice. <laughs> I know, it's and then one. we see um, Nat. Okay, this completely did not understand. I don't know where this, if this ties to something in the future, maybe obviously you're not going to tell me, but there are these crabs or some sort of like rodent something um, surrounding Nedley. And he's like, did anything else get out of the garden? Um, and you see him like kind of trying to bite at him or something. So Winona takes out her gun. He's like freaking out, like, don't freaking shoot me, dude. And she's like, I went to the school of Doc Holliday. Um, and then she starts shooting at them. Mm-hmm. Does this make any sense to you? Just yes or no? Just, uh, just something like, it's just something, right? Like, of course they can't just like have it easy. Something somewhere okay. is that coming after them. Okay. It's purgatory. All right. I was like, I don't know what those are. I don't know what this is about, but yeah, she's shooting they, at them. They, I just call them crabby things. I, I think he references them, uh, calls them like something puffballs later on. Oh, I don't think they looked puffbally at all. I just Mm-mm. think they look like a little crap, like, crabby things mm-hmm. um yeah and we don't know where they came from we've never seen this type of thing before no, no. it was weird no clue yeah just keep your panties on bernice <laughs> i don't know why she called them bernice that was funny um and then so yeah she said that this, yeah she said keep your panties on bernice i was trained by doc holiday oh that's when she starts yes, that's right <laughs> and then the next thing we see is just the truck driving like a bat out of hell um, into the homestead. Mm-hmm. And then Winona's kicking the door into the house da- open and she's helping in an injured Nedley. And they're like, what the hell were those things? She's asking Nedley if it hurts. And he's like, well, have you ever been bitten by a rabid mongoose? And she's like, mm, no. Um, and her face and mannerisms in this scene, like, just totally cracked me up because she seems like extra doofusy here. Mm-hmm. Like, she's just, she's silly. Um, and then he asks for a first aid kit. And she's like, yeah, that's probably sh- something we should have, right? But it turns out, no, of course they don't have a first aid kit. No. Why would they have a first aid kit? Like, you lead one of the most dangerous lives. Almost everybody in your family has been either shot or bitten or stabbed, but nary a band-aid right. no and they're no. they live out in the country and there's sharp things all over and weapons everywhere and yeah not not a damn thing no no back she even says no back teen no band-aids and then she's like well you're probably gonna die um 
so he says he's going to go check the bathroom and she makes a joke. Well, just turn on a fan, would you? <laughs> and then um, he notices Valdez written on the stairs. And Wynona's like, yeah, carved into our wall, no less. And he's like, well, that's one la- way to leave a message. And she's like, right. What kind of psychopath doesn't use a pen? <laughs> and then we see a, um, a flashback of Jeremy actually carving Valdez into the wall. And he exactly. says, what kind of idiot doesn't own a pen? <laughs> and jeremy then hears sirens and tells everyone else like who actually is still passed out in the in the um kitchen wakey wakey eggs and bakey do you say that to your kids i totally say that yeah me too they hate it (laughs) and they're not waking up and um we hear somebody like over a loudspeaker and we hear things going on outside and they're yelling that they the people inside the house need to evacuate and then we see a crazy ass laser shooter thingy i couldn't think of what those are called a taser no no the green light like when people have them on their guns and it's like a laser shooter a lasery thing a scope a sight yeah something like that and um it's like right in jeremy's chest and Mm -hmm. so it's pointed right at him obviously and they yell that they need to come out of the house voluntarily or they're going to be taken by force the other everybody's still laying on the ground they're all completely passed out and um, they come to the door and threaten to break in. And Jeremy says, sorry, gays only. And <laughs> a dude forces himself in and he's holding some sort of like crazy ass gun, which I think is a, a taser actually. And Jeremy says that he hopes the taser is set to tickle. <laughs> and then the person shoots him and like fucking electrocutes him. Um, and then the, it, then it spins back into real time, like quote unquote real time. Right. He, um, and at one point he, I think it's right before he's shot. He grabs his crotch because he's having a zappy wiener tingle. And he says, oh, no, the garden. That's what happened. Yeah. And then that's when the loudspeaker voice yells, final warning, come out or we come in. Oh, that makes so much sense. I was like, why did he just say that? I didn't notice the zappy wiener. Yeah. You were probably just looking like where the taser was pointed. But yeah, I was. But then we're back into the hallway with Winona and. There's some really fun behind the scenes stories about how this sequence was shot between the Jeremy scenes in the kitchen and the hallway scenes with Winona. Is that something and, I can watch? Yeah, you can watch it. That it's the one I listed for you. Oh, okay. Um, so like I just you just bought season four mm-hmm. um on iTunes. But yeah, if you if you're a listener and you haven't purchased it through Google or iTunes, do yourself a favor and do that because you get a lot of really good behind the scenes stuff. It's I can't wait to watch it. it. Um, So then Nedley comes down the stairs and he has some pads and Winona's like, those are for the sisters, not the misters. And he's like, yeah, well, they absorb blood and I'm bleeding. And um, have you ever, (laughs) I know my daughter gets like crazy nosebleeds. Like, oh my God, what are you going to say? super little i've literally stuck a tampon up i knew you were gonna say that god damn it <laughs> you're gonna absorbent you're gonna... is as absorbent does just like nedley says lord jesus that poor child we would go through nine million kleenexes and i'm like here's just a light day just a light day there you go maybe take her to the doctor she just doesn't drink enough water and she freaks herself out. Oh, it's like a notorious <laughs> nosebleeder. Okay, Dr. Googs. <laughs> she's still alive. She's doing fine. Thriving, <laughs> I'd say. She's taller than I am. Um, anyways, so yeah, he says, Well, they absorb blood and I'm bleeding. 
And then uh, he says, look, heavy flow. And she jokes, is that why you've been uh, so moody lately? And then Nedley goes on to tell her that she's being very sexist Mm -hmm. um, and that he's the single father to a daughter who got her first period at 11. And he's also been shot six times Mm -hmm. Um, and slow clap to this show for normalizing menstruation. Like here we have, we have, yeah, we have the menstrual angel Mm -hmm. and now we have pads and it's a man who's openly talking Mm -hmm. about periods. Like bravo. Mm -hmm. Um, Natalie's like, yeah, yeah. Enough deflecting. Why wasn't your posse here to help you? So, so that's when she admits that she kind of sort of drugged them at the kitchen table. And Nedley's like, well, that was a felony, but he knows that she's just trying to protect them. And she's worried that maybe she didn't protect them at all because apparently everyone's gone. So, you know, she feels like she probably didn't do the best thing. Um, And she has no idea where they are, what their fate is. And then she like kicks something with her foot and bends down and it's Bolshar's ring. And she starts recalling that um, she's like, oh, my gosh, Nicole was wearing this and she was smiling. And then she makes a connection that Waverly must have given it to her. And then Nedley's like, or was it a proposition? And then Winona bows her head and says, oh, my God, please be okay, hot pants, wherever you are. (laughs) I have a question about that later on in a couple scenes. Okay. We'll revisit. Okay. Um, then we're on a train. We are on a train. Um, and Hot wakes up. She's on this train. And she realizes. Thank that she's, God she's there. She's yeah. alive. I she's alive again. and kicking. And um, she knows that she's not on the homestead, obviously. So that's a good sign that she, <laughs> she's on a train. And she goes, why don't Earp, you little mother? Honk! And then the train choo-choo's. Um, and she's in a ton of pain, but she's making her way to the door. And as she goes to grab the handle of the door to slide it open, someone or something, we're not sure at this point, grabs her and pulls her back. Mm-hmm. And I remember how relieved I was because this is the first time we see hot. Mm-hmm. So we're like, okay, we know she's alive. She's we still alive. don't know what, where she is exactly. Mm-hmm. For the record, I love Nicole hot so much. It's like, I'm full of love lava that just wants to burst out for her. I love Nicole Hot. Okay. I didn't realize you did that much. You didn't know I love Nicole Hot. I mean, I know that you appreciated her, but I didn't like realize it was this bursting out of I my didn't... skin with love lava. <laughs> no, I didn't realize it was like that. I mount hot. I... You in your dreams. <laughs> 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 So we're back at the homestead and Winona walks into the room with some beaver blasters and Nedley's like, why are you talking about marital aids right now? And she's like, it's always time, but these are for busting beaver dams uh, or anything that gets in the way. And then he asks if she has a sex toy that can find a mysterious spot. No one else can. And Winona's like, yeah, it's called a G spot, Nedley. (laughs) But it turns out he was talking about the stairs. Um, But the writing here, like we're like five minutes in and it's just nonstop quotable things, right? (laughs) It is laughs and it's like they've been gone two years and it just picks up with this fast, fast pace. Um, Fun fact, Casey also used to sell sex toys. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's true, but (laughs) warn me the next time you see something like that. (laughs) Anyway, so then. 
And guess what? Anne was a what? very good customer. I was a great customer. <laughs> I got a few parting gifts when we broke up. Shush! It's hot in here. Hot in here. And uh, anyway, then Winona asks, like, Nedley, what do the cops do when they lose something or someone? Um, And he says, well, they set up a search grid. She's like, good idea. But then they hear something rattling around in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And wham! All of a sudden, a knife comes flying at Winona when she goes to investigate. Turns out it's Mercedes who's proud of proud of herself for almost killing Winona because she's never thrown a knife before. Winona says it's nice to see a familiar face, but then she grabs Mercedes right by the face, right? And she's like, yeah, it is you in there, right? And then Mercedes says, but she can't say it because her cheeks are so square. She's like, everything behind a touch. <laughs> I love that. Mercedes so much. But here's the thing. Okay, so Mercedes is like, I don't know, making a sandwich in the kitchen or something, right? Where the fuck has she been? Because they came, they peeled up into the driveway. You would have heard the truck pull up. They bust into the kitchen mm -hmm. door. They're like, Nedley went upstairs to find, there's not a ton of rooms in this house. No, but there is a back bedroom. We see it later. They come out of it. And she has a robe she had headphones on, on and the headphones and look like she was just having a spa day. She was having, yeah. her, she was having a her day. She was having a Mercedes day True. and somebody else's stuff. And she was ready for breakfast. So that's why she went into the kitchen. Okay. She probably didn't know. She didn't know that they were there. Otherwise she wouldn't have thrown the knife at them. So she had the headphones on and stuff. Yeah. Okay. How loud was her music? She's going to have ear damage. It's too loud, Mercedes. If you can't hear people bust in the house, it's too loud. They're probably noise canceling. They look like beats or something. All right. I love that this is a thread you won't pull. What? Like, you're like, no, this makes total sense. It does make sense. All the other. (laughs) They're like, how did they get there? Did they walk? (laughs) They had to walk too far. (laughs) And I'm like, they've been in this house for like 20 minutes She's, she's nowhere to be found. She's in the back bedroom with the There's her like headphones five on. rooms in this whole place. We I They're didn't all connected. Was, open floor No, I, I didn't realize there was this back bedroom, but we see it later and it's like there's curtains that she probably closed the curtains and was just having a, Oh, the noise canceling curtains? <laughs> no, she had her noise canceling. <laughs> I don't know why I'm not pulling the thread on this, but it makes complete no, sense. Fine. Mercedes is off limits. I get it. I feel the same way. Moving on. <laughs> So we're back on the train, and it turns out that Hot was pulled away from the door by Kate. She's back. Um, she tells her that the doors are actually elect. They're elect. I have electrocuted, but that's not the right word. They're, they're full- like electrified. Electrified, thank you. Something like that. They're electric. Boogie woogie woogie. <laughs> <laughs> Electric. Boogie, woogie, woogie. Put a soundbite in there. Damn it. That was a good one. Um, they're like they're like an electric fence, but it's on a train handle, door handle. And um Hot's freaking out and she asks, like, who's in charge here? And, and she goes, uh, the government or private militia opposing his government, Kate says. And they're evacuating evacuating everyone. And Hot asks then about Mercedes, like, where the frick is Mercedes? She's supposed to be watching you. 
And Kate says that when she heard the trucks outside, she took off faster than an actual Mercedes. (laughs) (laughs) She just bolted out the door. She's like, awesome. So Kate isn't sure where everyone else is. um, And Hot obviously really needs to know where Waverly is. And the last that she knew, um, the last that Hot knew was that Winona and Waverly were actually headed toward the garden to fight Bolshar. So that kind of puts all that time frame into place. And um, Kate says that she... Or then Hot thinks like she wants Kate to do a reading and Kate kind of picks up on that. And she's like, you want me to try to do this reading on a moving train? And Hot's like, um, yeah. And uh, she goes, but I'm going to need something of Waverly's to establish connection. And then that's when Hot realizes that her ring is gone. She takes off her glove and you could see her look at her hand and like, oh shit. Um, but then she gives up herself. She says, do you have anything of hers? Yep. And she says, yeah, me. (laughs) Isn't that the, oh gosh. This, this is so sweet. I know. They're the cutest. Mm -hmm. We have for life. Um, And then we're back at the homestead and Winona's giving Valdez the old Goog in the Goog machine. She sure is. Yeah. She's, <laughs> She's like, Googing. all of a sudden had a MacBook at the front. They have Wi-Fi. Let's pull this thread. They've this had Mac products the whole time. Remember when they were drinking the bubblegum sake in like one of the first episodes in Waverly's room? She has like a giant MacBook. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. so they all have Mac products. Yeah. You know what? I have some Mac products. Do you own share in Apple? Why do you care so much? Because do you know how much I want to communicate with you? And I can't text. I don't want to text it. I want to press a button and be like, Anne, this is what I'm thinking. Or Anne, what are you doing? What are you doing? What you know how many times I could ask you over and over again, what are you doing? I have to now text it out all the time. Best what are you doing to not have an iPhone (laughs) at this point? Because now you just sound really needy and creepy. But so, it's, but you, point, <laughs> you're clingy. I was maybe. I guess I am a little. <laughs> now that you say that, Emma. Wow. I'm t- wow. I'm, <laughs> shut up. Thank God you're not a thumbprint away from you at all times. <laughs> and you could, I could add you on Find My Friends, so I could know where you were. Oh. <laughs> Thank you very much. You just (laughs) explained to me. I want that for us. I love this journey for us. Gosh. Okay. So anyway, she's Googling it. And then Mercedes starts going on with this elaborate story about these manly black trucks surrounded the house. And Kate was like, no, you're too beautiful to die. (laughs) And then Mercedes says, and then I was like, no way we're in this together. But I think she vampire mind mushed me because the next thing I know, I'm running away from the house totally (laughs) against my will. So Mercedes's version of the story is a little different from Kate's. Mm -hmm. Um, Whose story do you believe? Do you believe Kate's story or Mercedes' story? I'm I'm pro Kate on this one. Yeah, and you Mercedes, you heard you heard what um, Winona said though. Oh, that they totally boinked. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I was like, oh well, no, Hmm, no, maybe they did, maybe, but probably not. No. Um, 
And then it turns out Mercedes then decided that she would go to the homestead and wait for the freaking air to show up. And then Wynonna breaks it to her that she's not the heir anymore. And that, oh, I also killed your husband, Bolshar. Mm-hmm. But Mercedes is thrilled. She's like, great. What did he leave me? And Wynonna says, uh, just a disaster zone. And then somehow the garden opened up and sucked Waverly in. And Mercedes says, you know, I should have known that you weren't done adding to the Wynonna Earp hot mess file. And then Wynonna's like, speaking of which, too bad that file is gone. But it turns out it's not gone, is it? Mm-hmm. It sure isn't. Um, and Nedley says, well, I actually hit it. So then we see Nedley, Winona, and Mercedes, and they're all in Nedley's old office. And Winona assumes that the files are in the secret, remember that secret room behind the bookcase where he had all the creepy stuff that could be like. Um, supernatural. Yeah, supernatural. Um, but they're, he's like, no, 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 it's not back there. It's it's not back there. And he lifts up the click clack couch and it's in a tin box. All of his files are in a tin box in the couch. And my was like, I can't believe you leave such important things like just hidden there. And he goes, it's not like anybody uses that couch anyway. <laughs> um, a baking soda. And that's not it. <laughs> Bacon powder. <laughs> um, baking soda. <laughs> Cornstarch. Um, arrowroot powder. <laughs> We're just listing baking ingredients now. <laughs> you fucked up the joke. <laughs> That's even funnier. So <laughs> I'm such a fucking idiot. <laughs> so, but, I was, but again, that's another nod to the fandom, right? Because like, yeah, because we all know what happened. We on all the couch. know Nedley's couch. Come on, it's iconic at this point, and you caught that too, which. I mean, you're clearly an ARPer. (laughs) But I love too. like, okay, we obviously everyone knows what happened on that couch. And it was just like this beat. Like, he's like, I nobody uses that couch anyway. And then there's like just a beat. And you kind of had a chance to look at everybody's face. And they all were dead. Like, like totally like, yeah, no, nobody uses that couch. You're right. Um, So they're looking in these files. Um, that were in this t- tin box and they're looking for any- wait so oh, going what? back to the Nedley's couch thing like it's such a nod for the fandom because nobody there knows what happened to Nedley's on the couch. couch right like yeah that's for us we're the only ones yeah who that's saw true. that yeah they all yeah. no no response they all yeah. don't have they don't have one clue yeah um so they're they're looking at these files and um, trying to find some sort of hint or clues to find out where everyone is. So and or like look for information on Valdez, like anything. They're trying to look for anything, and um, they're talking and they realize that the town. She finds a, a picture of uh, Maldito, New Mexico, and she's like, "Oh shit, our town is being evacuated, just like their town was." And then fucking Black Badge bombed it um and winona's going through the files and stuff and she comes across a file for valdez there's even a picture in it of a woman but you can't really make out who because there's a crease in the picture so you can't really see her face or anything um but it's glory dr gloria valdez um and then (laughs) mercedes goes well how could she carve up the wall if she's valdez (laughs) good one mercedes 
Mm. I just want to hang out with Mercedes. I think she'd be such a good time. It, she would be a good time gal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then we're back on the train and Kate's reading Nicole's cards. And the first card she pulls is the Empress card, which she describes as feminine power, strength from the mind. And then she pulls out death and Nicole's like, whoa, 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 reshuffle. I want to do over. And Kate says, death is not a negative card. And Nicole's like, duh, it's death. Um, and then we, we see panicky Nicole, right? And she's not cool and calm and collected like she usually is because her people are gone and she's freaking out. Um, Kate says that, no, the card represents transition, a doorway, which I don't know how you get that. Like death. Like, no, that sounds pretty bad to me. Right. No. Um, Anyways, uh, then Nicole says, you know, this is this is all too much. It's like torture. And when I find Winona, I'm going to torture her. Nicole's like, let's just jump out of the train. I save the herbs. You save Doc. And Kate says, you know, it's kind of why I stay on the train. I'm over his shit. She doesn't even want to save Doc at this point. And then she pulls the next card, the fool. And she says, that's a journey not for her and then kate starts talking about opening up the train door okay because a human can't open it but a vampire might be able to open it right um so and hot is not okay with that uh, um, idea so we're back in the office and uh winona mercedes and nedley are there and um, they're going through gloria valdez's file and they're not finding like a ton of information but they see that she's stationed at the facility called dx16 and Mercedes is like, oh, I know that. I know that that's the town uh, of Monument, that the town is called Monument. And it's so condemned that she won't even buy a property there. But oh, fine. She was all bitch. It's not that she couldn't. She didn't want to. She couldn't buy a property there. So Nedley brings up a great point that Jeremy might have known Valdez, actually, because they both worked in the labs. And Nedley thinks that, um, you know, it could have been him, actually. It could have been Jeremy that carved that in the wall. And Mercedes is like, well, he could have used a pen. Winona says that the pender is actually full of knives. So she's a demon hunter, not a Shakespeare. <laughs> and then they see that it says garden on the bottom of one of the pages that um, was in her file. Right. And if you if you look, if you pause on the on the file, it's it's heavily redacted. And it's like, what was it say? It was like 70 something pages long. Um but what you can read is it says she had five seconds of contact with something that was then redacted, something top secret Hellmouth. Oh my gosh, some, I didn't, I didn't pause this. You got this all from pausing it. Yeah. Something was established and flickered and closed. Um, and then it also said this was the closest we have come to. <gasps> something 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 redacted experimentations thus far redacted redacted we are optimistic redacted we will be able to sustain dot 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 further work and few minor adjustments to redacted further length of time and then the word garden oh god so that's like, good that's a lot of information read between the lines but like mm-hmm. some of that makes a little more sense later with the flickering and like who knows what's happening <gasps> yeah. um, good job so yeah uh do you have a pen drawer In no we have we have pen containers pen cups mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I just call it junk drawer. Yeah, we have a junk drawer, but it has yeah. not one pen in it. I I was just going to say, like, mm-hmm. it's hit or miss if there's actually a pen in our junk drawer. Mm-hmm. No, there's which not I'm pens assuming in is like, is this a Canadian thing? Like a pen drawer, pen drawer, like a whole drawer just for pens. Probably it's the junk drawer. Um, and then we're back on the train. And the train's approaching the border of the GRT. And if they're going to jump, Kate's like, it needs to be now. Nicole says, I can't let you do this. She doesn't want Kate to do this. And um, Kate's like, wherever Waverly is, she's not safe. And you need to get to her. And then Nicole's like, well, how can I ever thank you? And Kate tells her to name her firstborn child Katie. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, and then she tells Nicole to take a step back and she grabs the door, opening it. And then Nicole, like a badass, jumps out of the moving train down a snowy hill. Um, and Kate's been completely zapped, falls to the ground. But then she gets all vampire glowy eyed mm-hmm. as a guard comes out. And then she grabs him. Yes. Back at the office then. Save the day and have a snack. And yeah, she's ready to go now. It's like a protein yeah. bar. Um, so we're back at the office and Winona's packing up her stuff. And she's realizing that there's probably going to be demons there. Fuck, she doesn't have the gun. She doesn't have a team. She doesn't have a fucking clue. She's going to go uh, a couple of ways to a couple of hours away to the to the town monument that they had talked Time about. Time reference. Thank you. Because yeah, Nedley says like it's a couple hours away. Yeah, that's right. So Mercedes says, then, if you're there and the stairs are there, what happens if they reappear? If you are there and the stairs are here, what happens if they reappear? If you are here and the stairs are here, what happens if you reappear? And Winona thinks that sounds like a cheer, but no one um, really knows what's going on. And she's going to find, she doesn't know what she's going to find. So she, she's just going in clueless, hoping that something happens that she kind of realizes while she's there. Um, so she knows that she's, had enough people killed or cursed or their faces ripped off. And then Mercedes goes, represent. <laughs> she said that part. And um, she also knows that Nedley couldn't even walk to a, an outhouse right now, even if that meant deucing his pantaloons. And Mercedes has to stay there as well because Winona just really doesn't trust her. She she loves her, but she doesn't trust her. Um, so Nedley then falls over in pain and um he says the fight took out more than he th- took out more out of him than he thought. And also he's been skipping his Zumba and he tells Winona to go on her own. And she doesn't, she really doesn't want to. Um, he says that he served in law enforcement. He's divorced a Taurus. He even had a community theater presentation of the full Monty that he was in and that the purgatory press called it. Nobody asked for this. So Mercedes says that she can stay with Nedley and she was a slutty nurse once for Halloween. So obviously she, all the she, qualifications. she knows totally what's qualified. going on. Mm-hmm. She's probably overqualified. Yep. Um, <laughs> Nedley says, listen, Winona Earp, nobody fucks with our family. So go get him. And then he gives her a gun. And meanwhile, then after that, Mercedes puts Nedley in an office chair and wheels him off to raid the clinic where she can get some oxy, some morphine, and maybe a little something for him. Slutty nurse to the rescue. Um Two things. So when when he says, you listen to me, nobody fucks with our family. Mm-hmm. One, he calls mm-hmm. them his family. Mm-hmm. Right? Like they're mm-hmm. not blood, but this is his family. That's his family. That's his family. And then two, don't fuck with my family is what Emily tweeted that started the war. <gasps> oh, 
you told me that when we were doing the watch and I was like, when I was doing my notes, I'm like, I know Ann said something about this line, but I cannot yeah, remember. I think it was in Kevin's uh, message to us too, but yes. so that's what Emily tweeted that started the war cry for the Erpers to fight for season four. So that's a definite nod mm-hmm. to the family. Right? Absolutely. Um, yeah. So Wynonna's like, as she's packing that bag, she's just kind of like, Again, she doesn't want to risk taking anyone else with her. She's making all these excuses why Mercedes can't come, why Nedley can't come. And I mean, it turns out Nedley shouldn't go because he's in no, really bad he's shape. he's in bad shape. Um, but until <gasps> oh, that happens, what? That reminds me, I wanted to ask you. So yes. how did he get in bad shape? Did she shoot him? Or did mm-hmm. the crab things get him? I think he says later that the puff monsters got him. Oh, I feel like he says that. Um, so then we're in the garden and this is like, we, we saw a little bit of the garden just, but it was just Waverly before, right? We didn't see a ton of it other than that pan over shot of what we now know as the garden. Um, and we see this doorway open and Doc is stepping through it. And he says, if this is Eden, it ain't the way they wrote it up. And boy, he is not kidding. Uh, the doors slam shut behind him and he immediately starts searching for Waverly. Waverly sees him and starts yelling for him. He hears her and he starts this mad dash to go find her. Mm-hmm. And there she is. She's still changed to a giant rock or statue or monolith. I don't know what to call it. And she's screaming as the chains are getting tighter and he's trying to pull them to loosen them. But it's like mm-hmm. multiple chains of different sizes. It's mm-hmm. very cumbersome. And then he says, of course, it would have to be a well, right? So mm-hmm. not happy about that. But then he reminds himself with some positive self-talk that he is a weapon. Mm-hmm. I am a weapon. I, I am, a, am a weapon. Good job. Good job. I am, I am no, a weapon. No, let's. I am a weapon. Well, that's a good one. Thank you. I don't wait my nose and my shirt again. Um, and then he pulls this, he just keeps pulling, right? And he pulls this giant thing from the well, which then loosens the chains around so Waverly. Gross. What do you think that is? I have no clue. Like, I was like, is that a big, huge, hocked up hairball from a cat? Like, who knows what that is? That was so gross. And, and then I thought, you know what it kind of reminds me of? An oversized brain seed thing that they put in those people. Yeah! That's what I've seen on that's what I've seen people say they think it is. For real? Yeah. Interesting. Mhm. And um so yeah, so may, maybe it's the giant murder tree seed, whatever it is, it's gross. And so now Waverly's free. The music is amazing as always. And Doc runs to her saying that he's there now, she's okay, and he's holding her in her arms. Mm-hmm. And she says, Doc, you came. And he says, of course. And then she says, thank you for sucking. And he says, well, I do try, Waverly. And <laughs> <laughs> he completes her sentence or her thought by saying, Bullshar's poison out of Winona's throat. <laughs> and then uh, they get up and they walk off together. And we see another shot of the big gross thing, which is also like, making noises yeah, that's like, what i thought i'm like it's hissing or sizzling yeah it's mm-hmm. it's not fun so then we see winona and she's actually only uh gotten a few miles out of town she's 169 miles out of monument and she's standing next to the truck that has a flat tire and um 
she's talking like her and doc are actually having a conversation. Um, and she says without the gun, without them, I'm nothing. And then in doc's voice, she says, you ain't nothing. You ain't much, but you ain't nothing. And then she goes, shut up, you sexy peach cobbler. I don't deserve cheering up. And then she breaks into it like a, a um, Waverly voice. And she goes, oh, you want cheering up? I might have been eaten by a giant dandelion. And then she's continuing your conversation. And then she um, says, hot, she must hate me most of all. And then she hears this voice saying, why Nona Herb? And she's like, I know that wasn't me. That, like, she's like, kind of like, I know that right. wasn't Am me. Am I going crazy? Like, that conversation. That's not me. Right. And she heats, then we see Hot walking up and Winona's saying, Hot, Nicole Hot, you glorious ginger bitch, give me a big one. And then instead of a hug, Hot hits her with a right hook, knocks her the fuck out. She says what she, she did, what she said that she was going to do. Yeah. She's just like, she's so down in the dumps, right? And then her, like, her whole face lights up mm-hmm. when she sees Nicole and she's so excited. And mm-hmm. then she's met with less than warm reception from Nicole, who's. Who's just okay. happens to be walking. She jumped off a train. She jumped off the train that happened to be near. This is crazy. I can't let you talk about Nicole like this. It's not okay. I'm not talking about Nicole. I'm talking about walking. Okay. Just walking. Getting their steps in. So then we're back at the garden and Doc is trying to find the door that will lead them back to purgatory. And he can't figure out which one it is. We just have all these doors. None of them are opening up. Waverly makes an obscure friends reference saying, could this be any more Chernobyl? And then we're back at the monument sign and Wynonna is pleading with Nicole to please forgive her as Nicole is the one who's changing Wynonna's attire (laughs) of all things. Um, And she's like, come on, I will forgive you for punching me and you can forgive me about the time I slipped you some sleeping beauties. It's ancient history. And Nicole's like, it was yesterday. (laughs) Which is another time reference, mm-hmm. right? We know how much time has passed. Um, and Wynona's sitting there dabbing her bloody nose with a pad. <laughs> pad. <laughs> and Nicole's pissed because, like, she's saying, what if I could have helped? But no, we'll never know because you left me passed out on the floor. You left me behind. Um, Nicole's like, there's nothing you could have done. And Nicole's like, listen, I just off jumped off a freaking train. And Wynona's like, listen, they... They only got in because they're special. So unless you're a bisexual angel or an undead gunslinger and Nicole's pissed and she cuts her off and she's mm-hmm. like, no, you don't get to be the judge of who matters and who doesn't. Um, and Nicole is just so good at serving up the truth, especially mm-hmm. with Winona, just hard truth with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Winona says, I'm just a girl standing in front of a cop asking her to forgive me for slipping her a tiny little bit of roof beer. <laughs> Nicole's just like, you're unfucking believable. Um, they walk back to the back of the truck while Winona continues to beg her to come with her. And Nicole's like, I don't even understand where you're trying to go. Like Waverly's was taken back in the other direction. Why are you, why are you going in the opposite direction? Mm-hmm. And Winona starts to explain that they think that the place in monument leads to another guard, another way into the garden, another door. And then this is what gets Nicole's attention. And Winona makes a backdoor joke and tries to high five her, but she's left. And then Nicole starts digging in her pockets for the tarot cards and she reads them out loud. Two powerful women at death's door. Um, 
And then Nicole gets firm with Winona and she grabs her and she's like, I'll go with you under one condition. No pranks, no lies, no going rogue, total honesty. (laughs) Winona's like, that's like three and a half conditions. (laughs) Nicole tells her to take it or leave it. Oh, and by the way, she's also driving. Winona says, fine, dad. And then says, yeah, you really are the daddy. So here I am in the fun Nicole is daddy joke. Um, the fandom goes crazy. Yeah. And Nicole tells uh, her to shut the box and her trap. And thank goodness she has her magic gun to help. Winona's like, oh, yeah, you, me, peacemaker, road trip. Mm-mm. You want to be Thelma or Louise? Mm-mm. And Nicole just rolls her eyes. So we're back at the snow fields. Well, the garden. And they see the throne. And they start walking up to it. And Waverly says, tacos are tasty. And Doc was like, what? Huh? Um, and she's, she's so said, nervous. Tacos are tasty. <laughs> it turns out to be Julian's throne, the angel that became the stone to protect the garden. She says that there's something else, though. And she's about to s- sit in it. And Doc won't allow it. She says it's her birthright, her legacy. And then she's like, I, I don't know why I just said that. Um, but let's let's go. So they realize that they're not alone. And there's another stone thing where they hear drumming coming out of. It's like a, um, a, there used to be a, I swear he ran over it at one point. So it's like the top opened or something like that. And um, so they hear drumming coming out of it and they walk, they, no problem. They walk right down the steps into this big crazy ass. Like, yeah, it's coming from down below and they go down there. And it's like some crazy ass, like, labby kind of looking thing but everything's made out of concrete um or at least that's what it looks like to me and there's a guy down there and he has a lab coat on and he's like covered in blood dried blood he looks like freaking crazy um and he goes uh oh you're here he's like super happy that they're there and they're both healthy and the dude really doesn't know who he is or how he got there he's loony bins and he's starts talking to them about the rules um because you know like things have to get rolling he doesn't have time for a whole orientation right welcome Um, to the new club you you have chores now right and so he says that the first thing is to keep her fed to keep her fed he said the blood has to be fresh and then he hands them a knife like this old rusty ass knife that looked like really gross right and full of disease yeah oh yeah fresh and human and um and then he hands them the knife. And then Waverly asks, you know, like, how can we leave? There, there has to be some way out of here. We have things to do. We have family to save, whatever. And he goes, the, there's only one way to leave out of this prison. And then you see him, before you know it, he grabs this massive pair of, like, giant shears, scissors or whatever, and he chops his own fucking head off. I was like, what the fuck? And right before that, Waverly yells, no weird guy, no. <laughs> oh, really i didn't even catch that no weird guy no <laughs> um so it just like he just chops his head off like mm-hmm. self-decapitates himself that's the and only way out that's the only way out um and he finally can do it it seems because they're there so um waverly is like completely grossed out and she's ready to barf the head goes rolls one way the body drops And then Doc is trying to like talk her into bringing him back with her powers. And um, she's like, are you freaking crazy? He doesn't even have a head. And he's like, but it's right there. And 
he wants her to at least try. So he, she puts his hand, her hands on him and his face is all like squishy human face. And she's like, it's not working. Um, and then you hear this like creaking, like this big, huge creaking noise and the lights start going crazy. Um, like this Alarms disco. Yep. And there's, um, it, yeah, there's the alarms or whatever. And it appears or what I'm assuming this is like a, a thing saying like, it's time to feed this thing, the blood. Mm-hmm. So it's an alarm of some sort. Yeah. Um, and Waverly notices that this guy has hundreds of scars uh, from mm-hmm. cutting himself to feed the thing. And Doc's like, it needs blood. And Waverly corrects him. And she's like, yeah, human blood, not half angel or vampire blood. Yeah. Like, we're both like not exactly what it calls for. Right. Um, but she also doesn't have the ring. So it's like, would it have what worked? Is like, it? should it have worked? Are her angel powers enough or does she have to have the ring? Right. I thought about um, that too. And I'm like, well, what is she? She's just trying to try, I guess. I don't know. Right, but the like way to shut Doc up, you know how you see shows and stuff and you see decapitated heads and you can totally tell they're decapitated and they're like, a, not even, they're like, hard they're plasticky or whatever but it just grossed me out so much when she put her hands on them and they were like cheeks were cheeky yeah it was like fleshy and raw (laughs) Uh, another funny thing right before she wants to sit on the throne doc blocks her and he says your keister shall not be sitting upon this stone turning chair (laughs) your keister um so then we're back, we're, we're entering the town of Monuments, and the sign is grim. It shows that the population has been declining, and we don't know during what time frame, but it's reduced from 2100 to 1100 to 800, and now it's down to 312. <laughs> um, and now who knows? Maybe one, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Nicole says that this place looks like Fire Festival 2. That was hilarious. <laughs> quite, the, quite the shit show. Um, Nicole asks where Winona thinks Valdez is at. And Winona's like, oh, uh, she did. And then Nicole's pissed off again because she promised to be honest, but she left out this bit of information. And Winona's like, well, yeah, I I promised to be honest after I already said that. And I didn't promise to go back and correct other (laughs) bullshit I delivered. And then she says, now punch it. And she means the truck. And Nicole's like, you mean your face again? And then she peels into the, the, I don't know. Black badge area yeah. Yeah, through the gates and leaving Winona to walk in. And she's like, come on, I shouldn't have been this blue cheese <laughs> combos. trying to run after. I shouldn't have eaten that whole bag of blue cheese combos. Oh have you God, ever done so that cool. to your friends? Like as you're waiting in the car, no, you're like, that... get in. And then you're like, you just take off a little. No, you've done that to <laughs> me. But I think it's the rudest thing anybody could possibly do. <laughs> I'm not really going to leave you. I would never leave you. You've done it though. <laughs> i would never do that get in <laughs> no, i would never get do in. that For real. no get in now no no Which, <laughs> thinking about it is hilarious i'll give you that <laughs> there was a time in my life where i did not think it was hilarious if i was the person who was doing the driving i would think it was hilarious <laughs> it also depends on who you're dealing with like if i were to do that to tracy she'd be like 
we're done. <laughs> you have to know your audience. Yeah, you have to read the you can't room. Just pull this gag out <laughs> on anyone. You have to have a willing, one-time participant. So, um, they're back. So we're back with Doc and and Waverly and wherever I don't know what the I don't know what to call this place. The concrete lab the thing. garden. No, they're underneath the garden. Is it I still mean, considered the garden? It's the basement of the garden. I don't know. <laughs> the the lower level. I don't know. <laughs> Going down. 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 <laughs> so they're there. And um, Doc is holding a headless guy up with his legs like over his shoulders. And Waverly says that it's nice that they're getting along. And Doc says, well, without a head, it's technically a 61, which is what you said. <laughs> I thought you were being witty and, and funny and making that up on your own. Oh, God, no. <laughs> it all goes to the writers. Um, but they need to use him up while he's still fresh. Like, they need to get all that his blood into this whatever it is thing for her um, so they could feed her. Um, so Doc, though, is, like, holding him up with his wiener in his face and he is like he can't keep it together anymore he smells the blood he goes all vampire and you kind of just we can assume what happens at that point yeah and waverly's like he says we can't let this food go to waste and waverly's like he's not food he's a person mm-hmm. and then she tries to say you talk you're doing great by not eating him like she's just really trying to cheat him <laughs> on right? but at least they bought themselves some more time mm-hmm. and then we're at i don't know what to call it bbd warehouse yeah um or dx 16 or whatever it is and um nicole and winona are just starting to walk in but winona needs to take a little minute to take a sip of her thinking juice from her flask (laughs) and that's when nicole notices that winona has bullshar's ring on the flask and she's like how did you get that what where was bullshar's ring on the flask. On the flask. What do you mean? On the flask. It's like on the of the flask. <sighs> Why? It was like I didn't see it on the flask. I was looking at her fingers, and I'm like, "What are they talking about?" I paused it several said, times because you just had her like big like horse skull or whatever, her and then the ring band. on it. Yeah, and then a like a silver band or something. And I had to rewind a couple times. I finally saw it. It's on the the flip open part of the flask. Oh God. Cause I, and then I'm thinking, cause they said they didn't say Bullshar's ring. They said Julian's ring. Mm-hmm. So then I'm thinking was Julian's ring something different than Bullshar's ring. But I swear to God, when they were sitting on that porch and she put that ring on Hot's finger, it was Bullshar's ring. So I was all shades of confused, but now I'll have to go back and look that. Yeah. It's on the flask. Okay. Um, so she notices it and she's like, wait, how did you get that? And Winona says, it was at home. She called the homestead home, like Nicole's home. Oh, that's sweet. It was at home. She didn't say at our house or at the homestead, yeah. at my house or at the homestead. She said at home. Oh, that's sweet. I know, home. Um, where you left it. And uh, she calls her Miss No More Secrets. And she's like, what aren't you telling me? Mm-hmm. And then in the cutest face, she says, Waverly proposed to me. Mm-hmm. Winona says, and like, and she says, I believe the Romans call it Winona's Interruptus. And Winona <sighs> says, it's more effective than the pill and a lot cheaper. And Nicole says, that's not how lesbian lesbianing works, Winona. 
But Winona still wants to know, like, what is the answer? Is that a yes? And she says, like, I'm going to tell you first. Uh, Because she's still, like, pissy with her, right? Mm -hmm. Sore about everything. Um, Because she didn't even get to answer Waverly. Not officially. Right. And then as she goes to take a drink from Winona's flask, it gets shot out of her hand. Yeah. And they're being shot at. They're under fire. Nicole tells her to save her bullets. And that's when she notices that she's not holding Peacemaker, but one of Doc's guns. And Nicole's like, "Uh, you lied to me about not lying. And Winona's like, let's just focus on who murdered my whiskey. (laughs) And Nicole tells her to holster Doc's gun. You're going to help daddy find him. And she grins and says, oh, that actually felt really good. (laughs) (laughs) This whole like. I don't know. This whole episode is quote worthy. Yeah, it is. I'm There's trying so not to just many. write everything they said right? down, but I know. it's just—it's so good. It's yeah. so hard to just paraphrase or summarize when it's like, but then they said this, and it was really good. It was yeah, really funny. So this is a really weird scene to me. So um, we're back at the garden, and um, Waverly walks up in, to Doc, who's actually sitting in the snow in front of a bonfire. And um, he said that he's sorry about what happened with the, you know, like the vampire action that he gave that dude. And he seems like kind of confused. He -hmm. seems really kind of not with it. And um, he's not sure of where anything is pointing anymore. He thought a certain way was north, but then obviously it's not. So um, he isn't even sure if he built the fire or if it was already there. And Waverly says that she's not even sure how long they've been there. Um, And she does though think that they need to rest and mm-hmm. doc is like no if it's okay I, I really don't I, w- I need to talk a little longer he needs to atone for his recent history and waverly sweetly says that they he they've all been they've all done bad things doc doesn't think that that's true and um she goes on to say that it's important that he came and that they get both get back together and doc thinks that neither erp nor hot will leave any stone unturned and then he all of a sudden he gets real sleepy and he kind of puts his hat over his face and he lays back in the snow and he's talking about like their names, Nicole, Winona. He's really kind of out of it. Um, and then Waverly keeps talking about them and what they look like. Like she's reminding herself, Nicole, hot, red hair, brown eyes. She's the sheriff. And it just kind of goes on like that to the end of the scene. It was really strange. Mm-hmm. It makes, I, I was very confused then too. Mm-hmm. Just this time, so much of it made sense to me. So after everything else, when you go back, it it makes so much more sense. What do you mean after everything else? Like watch this. Now that I've seen everything. <gasps> You mean the rest of the season? Uh huh. This oh, is the first okay, time okay, okay. I've gone back to this since watching through I see. twelve. Okay. And I'm like, oh, okay. okay. Like, okay. This makes more sense to me now. Okay. Good. Um, I figured there'd yeah. have to be something that goes along with that, and you know, like I didn't catch it or whatever, because I'm like, that's too much of a. It seems like too much of an important scene, and what happens? That yeah, it's just, just like this they... rando scene. It's like they're losing their memories. They're confused. They're mm-hmm. tired. Like, what is going on? 
Um, but yeah, it's like super disturbing how like she keeps repeating all those facts about mm-hmm. Nicole, like to remind herself, like what happens mm-hmm. if you stop doing that? Are you, you know what it reminded me of? Hmm. Uh, Wizard of Oz. In the um, in the field, then you're no no place like home. You know, Wizard of Oz. You know, okay. when the the Dorothy and the lion and the scarecrow and the Tin Man were in the poppies. Oh yeah, and they all kind of like passed out in the poppies. That was, that's what it reminded me of. Yeah. Um, we're back at the BBD place, and Nicole's just increasingly frustrated with with Winona, who is. Now saying, I have to focus. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> float like a butterface, swing like a three, clear Sun. eyes, full bra, <laughs> can't lose, which is hilarious because it's float like a butterfly, sting like a bee, and it's clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose, which is from Friday Night Lights. Um, but I love this part so much because one of my favorite things, one of the things I think is so funny mm-hmm. is misheard or misspoken things, mm-hmm. like screwing things up. Like you think you have that phrase, right? And you're so confident about it, mm-hmm. but it's totally wrong. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the funniest things. So <laughs> I was cracking up. Um I like how Nicole. she does like the sign of the cross too. Like, I know. Full, 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 eyes, full bra. Did you hear uh, her say when she said um, swing like a th- swing like a three stun? No. Did she? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's even better. I wasn't even going to drink this drink, but clearly I'm enjoying it now. Uh, Nicole tells her to just zigzag. You'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um <laughs> The first thing she does is go to get her flask and then she gets shot at again. So this shootout is going down. Winona's running from pallet of pilots to pal- pile of pa- that's really hard to say from pile of pallets to pile of pallets. pallets. And she's basically, you know, her job is to distract the shooter while Nicole sneaks up on them. And so we see Nicole sneak up on the shooter and she says, behind you. And then when they turn, bam, hits him with the gun. <laughs> She just t- knocks that Knocked person out. That person out, like so cocky. Mm-hmm. And then she says, "They always look mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> cocky." I know, so sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Winona and Nicole continue to bicker as Winona accuses Nicole of taking her sweet time. To which Nicole's like, "Yeah, well, you're still alive." Mm-hmm. Winona says, "Well, next time someone has to risk their lives, you're it." Mm-hmm which comes into play later on. Oh, okay. Um, and Nicole says, yeah, no problem. As long as I haven't been roofied again by my best friend. And Winona says, I never had a best friend. And it's this sweet moment where Nicole's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. God, you're such an herb. But then there's so cute. I know they give each other this like loving respect. And I just love them so much. Um, and then they unveil the shooter and Wynona is beyond thrilled. And she's like, congrats, hot. You cold cocked a cast member of Little Women. <laughs> Nicole's just as shocked. And Wynona just keeps teasing her saying, wait until Waves hears you took out a toddler. Um, and she's like, yeah, yeah. What are we going to do with this girl? She clearly knows Valdez. And yeah, because they find the ID. She, yeah. And she's like, you said she was killed. And just as the girl's waking up, Wynona's like, shh, because she doesn't want the girl to know that they know her fate. Mm-hmm. Um, and the girl that wakes up is 
very sassy. She's a sassy, sassy, sassy teenager. Yeah, she is. She's confident. She's got a mouth on her. Um, and the first thing out of her mouth is, this is child abuse. Nicole's like, not if you're over 16. And I love them because they're such a good match for each other, mm-hmm. right? They're just like, they've already got this banter. It's almost like she's like a mini Winona. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this banter back and forth. And Winona's like, enough. We need your help getting into the secret government lab and she's like well it's going to cost you so nicole starts digging through her pockets for things and she like pulls out some cash and the girl's like what would i do with cash look around um and then she calls them ketchup and mustard (laughs) she's like look around ketchup and mustard that was funny that should be our cosplay (laughs) your face right now we should go as ketchup and mustard we could go as ketchup and mustard You're going to be ketchup? Yeah, I'll be ketchup. Okay, you're going to have red hair. Yeah. <laughs> we can totally fucking go with ketchup and mustard. We can totally go with ketchup and mustard. Like, you can get those costumes. It's not even like we have to make anything. <laughs> okay, anyway, just look around, ketchup and mustard. My grocery store is a dumpster. We can't forget this. You write it down. It's recorded. Okay. Okay. I don't know if I want to cosplay, but that's a good contender. I mean, it doesn't, that doesn't take a lot of effort. We can take it off in 10, 15 minutes. It doesn't matter. We can have clothes on underneath and ditch it in the tampon, in the the tampon garbage in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Specifically tampon. Nobody will be wiser. (laughs) And Nicole produces... A granola bar and she's like yeah is that ethically sourced palm oil blah 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 because she's a woke teen and then whatever like, they go this and show it up your goddamn it's from costco just fucking eat it um they go on to explain that they think gloria valdez can help them find their family and then this girl who we don't know her name yet says i doubt that since she took off on her own mm. So that's when we find out that Gloria was this girl's mom. Uh, when Noina tries to get down on her level and she's like, I get it. I get what it's like having parents flake out on you. Um, and she's like, I thought you said you were here for your family. She's like, I'm not here for my parents, but for my sister who I would do literally anything for. Mm-hmm. She's like, help us find Gloria Valdez, even though she knows she's dead. Um, and then Winona's like, or Nicole's like, Winona, because she's like still with the lies. This is when we find out that the girl's name is Rachel Valdez, who's played by Martina Ortez Louise. Oh. And uh, she's an amazing singer who sings the national anthem for the Toronto Maple Leafs hockey team. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Yep. Rachel says she'll help them, but they need to follow her closely and keep their mouths shut. Lock it. Put it in your pocket. Lock it. Put it in your pocket. It's going to be hard, as we find out, but just fucking do it. Winona says it would be so much easier if dolls had, uh, if his files had map of the building, um, which Nicole's like, you mean blueprints? And Rachel recognizes that name because she knew dolls. And then Casey, what did you think was going to happen here when you heard them talking about dolls? I thought dolls was going to come back. Then I thought dolls was her dad. <gasps> oh, mm-hmm. you didn't but- tell me that. But it was very cute watching because Casey lit up like a Christmas tree and was like, <laughs> oh, my God, 
Does he come back? Is he coming back? <laughs> oh my God. He's coming back. Isn't he? Does he, does he come back? No, you said he's on Netflix on a movie. He's not yeah, coming back. He's coming. He? No, he's not. He he's on all Netflix. the emotions like in like 30 <laughs> seconds. It was very quick. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so we're back with at the, um, we're back actually at the um, garden and Waverly just gets up from the bonfire and leaves doc just passed out in the snow. No worries. Well, she hears a noise again, but I mean, it's snow. He's going to get frostbit. Um, so she gets up and uh, this really doesn't seem safe. So she goes back down into the weird icky concrete lab, the uh, basement of the garden. And she sees the dead guy laying there and um there are sirens and everything's still going on. And she mentions that she's never been more vegan after she sees the dude laying there without a head. And then she takes the gross disease knife and cuts her arm over the thing that they need to feed. I don't know what, I don't even know what to call these. Things. I don't know what to call it either. <laughs> so, um, so her, so the, the, the blood will like drip into it from her arm and when that happens, the sirens stop, the lights stop, and you hear this angelic like noise. And the camera pans over to some sort of pond. I don't know if it was there before or not, but like these lily pads come out of nowhere. And um, you hear a woman whispering, Waverly? And then she looks towards the door. I almost shit my pants because I thought for sure that somebody's going to jump out that door. Or that opening. Um, um, yeah. And as she, when she cuts her hand, like it, the alarm doesn't immediately stop. Oh yeah, and that's she's right. Like it's freaking angel blood. Yeah. Come on, you stupid machine. It's the yeah. pure stuff. Yeah. yeah. But who knows? Because it said it needed to be human. Right. Exactly. Like that's why I thought, this well, that's a, why it's not like, stopping. Yeah. Is this blood adequate? Uh, who knows? Um, I mean, we know what Charlie's blood did to Doc. Mm-hmm. Like, how does this work? I mean, you get the wrong blood type. You don't, who knows? I don't know. I don't know. Um, so they were back at BBD. Rachel tells them how there was this big accident at the lab and BBD gassed it for containment. So, I mean, basically like the whole Maldito situation. Mm-hmm. Dolls made her leave without her mom, but he's what saved her. And um, they all start talking about how Dolls also saved them at one time and that he was a real soldier. And this is when she realizes that he's dead. Rachel mm-hmm. realizes that he's dead. And she says, life is a real backpack of balls. And Winona's like, can we keep her daddy? <laughs> uh, you can tell Winona just like appreciates her spunk. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Mini, mini Winona. Yeah. The gas was dangerous and it didn't do what BBD thought it would do. She says, no more talking and stay close. And whatever you do. Do not step on the grates. And Winona is like a five-year-old and just keeps yeah. talking, 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 talking. Up. I said, shut up. And she just can't stop talking. But she does have a good point because she's like, why do we have to stop talking if everyone's dead? But, you know, like they're new there. Rachel's been there for a hot minute. I she's- know. Does she not listen because she's a teenager? So she doesn't respect that? Or is she just like Winona and not going to listen no matter who says it? Right. I don't know. So then Waverly... Um, is we're back in the concrete lab in the basement of the garden and there's a podium that appears and Waverly walks up to the podium. There's a purse baggy bag thing laying at the bottom of the podium, which she picks up and puts on her It's arm. like one of those bags you get in Madison down yeah. on State Street. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like from a, a hippie shop. Rasta bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. 
And she just puts it on her arm, doesn't look in it, nothing, just no questions asked. And then on the podium, there's a, there's like a carving or a sign or something. And it says, choose one, choose wisely. And then there's four books on the podium. One says Winona Earp. One says Doc Holliday. One says Waverly Gibson. And one says Nicole Hott. And we then like the camera pans up so we can't see the podium any longer. And um, she picks a book. We don't know which one because she puts it in the bag And then we see her walking toward the opening of where I'm assuming we think that the, her name was coming from or something. No flashlight. It's dark in there. What is she? You come to the podium. Choose one, just one Casey. Choose Choose wisely. Choose wisely. It took her like two seconds. That's what I thought. I'm like, this wouldn't be me. I I couldn't fucking be there. Lens one, lens two, lens one, lens two. No. How am I going to make a decision on a book? On a book. Choose one, choose wisely. I'd be, I'd sit down and have a good cry. And then I would have a panic attack. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, how long do I get? Is Doc still napping at the Can I open the books? Yeah. Can I look in them? You don't choose a book by its cover. So (laughs) what? (laughs) Right? Right. Right. We all know you can't judge a book by its cover. Right. So how do I know if this is the book I want? Right. Whose book do you think she took? Her own. Do you think she took her own? Why do you think she took her own? Because you got to save yourself before you can save anyone else. Put on your, your life, your oxygen mask. Oxygen mask. Mm-hmm. Whose book would you take? Like it's your Waverly in this. My own. Your, your, okay. Well, yeah. I'd, uh, first I would see what was in them. Mm-hmm. I would not be able to choose without looking to see like if there was anything written in these books. You better. There's no rule written on there. Don't look in the book. Right. Yeah, right. There was no. I, no there was nothing. There was there no saying. Turns out we're not good for this job. We cannot <laughs> be put into these situations because we no. We asked way too many questions. Plus, then I would have to call you and be like, "Listen, I'm standing in front of a podium, and you don't bucks. have an iPhone. <laughs> My hands are a little bit busy. One's bleeding because I just fed this machine, and, and I can't I voice to text, text you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole situation. Get a fucking iPhone. <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> so if you had find my friends, you'd be able to tell I'm in the basement of the garden. <laughs> I'm sure there's no reception there. <laughs> Horrible. We're back at BBD. Rachel says that whatever her mom was working on is on the other side of these glass doors. She hasn't been inside because the door is closed and locked. And Mm -hmm. inside we see these bodies of scientists. Turns out BBD gassed their own employees. But Rachel's like, I don't see my mom in the bunch with these people. So, you know, maybe there's some hope. Mm -hmm. And it turns out Rachel came back for her mom to look for her here after dolls had told her to leave. So after everything happened, she came back. Mm-hmm. Brave girl. Rachel says that they need to get into the basement lab. Winona is then around the corner because again, she's a five-year-old and can't stick with the group. She's wandered off and she's got her beaver blasters and she just starts lighting them and she chucks one. Jesus. And just as she's chucking one, Rachel's like, they'll wake up, but it's too late. It goes off and all the scientists are now like zombies and they wake up and this is why they needed to be quiet. Because, right. right. So now we have a full on zombie attack and 
it turns out Rachel didn't tell them they were zombies because, you know, so Rachel's been withholding information from them, just like they've been withholding information from her Mm -hmm. in the same way, because she thought they would bail. They didn't think she'd help if, you know, she already knew her mom was dead. Um, So it's like this mutual situation. Mm -hmm. And then we have this badass musical montage with the slow mo and the ass kicking tons of ass kicking so much ass kicking and then um so much ass kicking they're gonna go up a shoe size and then as <laughs> Winona enters uh this other room she's yelling for nicole and rachel because they become separated in this battle right and just as she does that she steps on a goddamn grate i couldn't tell if she meant to do that or not like no she just wasn't paying attention because she's like yelling like nicole rachel where are you Mm because now she's in a different room um and we hear the great like shift a little bit Mm -hmm. and she says oh shit why did i eat those goddamn combos now nicole has entered the scene and they're making their direct meaningful eye contact and she winona's like find the portal save waverly Mm -hmm. and nicole says fuck that like you said I'm it because earlier she said next time <gasps> that's why one of us needs to sacrifice or, or save the other one for it get that okay I was like what do you mean what does she mean she's it she said fuck that like you said I'm it okay and Nicole pushes Winona out of the way like replacing her weight on the grate with hers basically sacrificing herself mm-hmm. and then we see Nicole fall into this pit of darkness mm-hmm. Winona just screaming her face is in a complete panic mm-hmm. if you die I'll kill you and that I die a little bit inside now where the fuck is hot yep that was super intense well we find out because um we see Doc waking up in the snow and in front of him is this like gorgeous blossoming tree it kind of looks like a um, cherry blossoms sort of Mm -hmm. um and he like walks up to it and um he says waverly you dang fool what have you done and then he hears somebody yelling hello hello anyone hello and then so doc follows that noise and goes down the stairs and there is gorgeous hot standing there we know that she's naked because he says, he says uh, at least you're wearing a smile. Yeah. At yeah. least you're wearing I mean, a smile. Yeah, my notes say she appears to be naked because yeah. we haven't seen if she's naked or not. Um, but she looks dumb. Like, she looks like no oh, she's idea. she's lit up. She's, like, gorgeous. <sighs> but it appears that she doesn't know who Doc is. Like, she kind of looks at him like, hmm? like, mm-hmm. I don't know who you are, but. Yeah. Fun. And he's, like, dumbfounded. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, hello. Hello, naked lady. <laughs> hello, Sheravad. At least you're, at least you're wearing a smile. Oh, that was good. Oh, that was good. Now what? What happens next? What did this leave you thinking? Tell me how you felt about. I thought, well, is she thing? Eve? That's the first thing I said. I think when we were watching the um, live, I was like, oh, my God, is hot Eve? Because, you know, Eve's naked in the Garden of Eden. Oh. Um, but we don't know. And I'm assuming she doesn't know who Doc is just by the look on her face, but she might. Who knows? I don't know. Where the F did um, Waverly go? And then what's going to happen to Winona and Rachel back at the warehouse? Who's to say? Where's Jeremy? Where's Kate? Where's Robin? Where is everybody? 
Like what's going on with Nedley? What's going on with Mercedes? Right. Exactly. Yes, exactly. What's going on with them? There's a lot of unanswered questions that are going to have to be answered in the next 11 episodes. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, it just, we went from this big cliffhanger to like, did we get anything answered? Mm-hmm. Or and you did know, they just unwrap, like start more questions? Here's the thing though, too, is that you, I'm sure that you've been into a show, they start a new season and you're like, lose interest in the show. You know, like that happened to me with like Orange is the New Black. Lost. Yeah. Right. Totally lost interest. This, I'm not, I have not lost interest. Like I need to know these answers and it's just as good as it was season two. You know what I mean? Like they're, it's just as good. They're not pulling any crazy ass stuff that I can't not relate to, but you know, like it's not out of the realm or whatever. Like this is, these are all possible things that have happened. There's never a part where you're like, they went too far this time. Yeah. Like Grey's Anatomy. I was like, you know what? I'll watch it if it's on, but come on. Mm -hmm. Like everyone in this hospital has almost died. Like. Exactly. Uh, what are the odds everyone on your staff well, plus, almost died at some point? I guess I do. We know it's a show that's on sci-fi. We know all these things that anything could happen. It's not supposed to be, you know, it's a, it's a science fiction show. Right. So it's and a I fantasy. also love that, like, you get a little bit mad at it, mm-hmm. but you're like never mad enough to be like, that's it. I'm done. Yeah, gone too fucking right. far. Yes, cross exactly. the line. I'm like, who I kind of like, like, right? You're like, yes, mm, but you still yeah. trust that, like, it'll all come gonna, together. It'll all come mm-hmm. together, right? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like I really am feeling angsty right now. I'm mm-hmm. nervous. Mm-hmm. I don't see how this is going to possibly work out, but it's it's going to work out, right? Right, right, right. Because there's yeah. just so many things that we need to have answered. Right, we need to see something else happen with you know like all of it so i'm excited <laughs> <laughs> all right and the next one's a real doozy it's a roller coaster i'm telling you i can't think of an episode in this season where i'm not like Ooh. you know like the other seasons it was like eh, this episode oh yeah like, there were a couple episodes that was like, like i enjoyed mm-hmm. all these different parts but like me not my favorite mm-hmm. yeah absolutely so there's at least one episode in each season so far that i've been like this wasn't my favorite episode. right yeah we have so much to get through oh gosh we have three emails oh my gosh we have a voicemail Oof. i got a package from jenny jenny from tiffany and co Je- i made a comment on twitter about liking soap and oh. she said that Tiffany's now has a whole body line. Yeah. And she sent me, um, it was addressed to Anne Pamela Hicks Bleaker. So I immediately <laughs> knew it was from an Erper. And then I saw it was from T and Co. So I knew it was from Jenny. It said, here's your box of soaps. Now you'll be all secure that you will smell nice for your reunion with Casey. Can't wait to open oh. up with you in April. Yeah. Always your T and Co. mule, Jenny. Oh, Jenny. I She's know. So Not too much. All right. So here is our first email from Isabel. Okay. All right. Hi, Ann and Casey. 
First of all, I would like to thank you for this podcast. I discovered it early January and look forward to it every week. I'm always happy on a Thursday because there'll be a new episode to listen to. On the other weekdays, I'm often re-listening to some of your earlier episodes. Your bantering, your giggles, and the pulling of the thread make me smile every time and brighten up my days. There's always something that I've missed or a joke that I didn't get the first 10 times watching the show. And your podcast is perfect to go back to and do another rewatch. Thank you, Anne, for getting Casey into Winona Earp. And thank you, Casey, for never getting off the bus. You've made it to season four. What a gift. Casey, your reaction to the trailer was everything. Every (laughs) gasp made me even more excited for your reaction to the upcoming episodes. Buckle up, Buttercup. It's going to be a crazy ride. I hope you're enjoying every minute of it to its fullest. One of the 11 European red mints is sending virtual hugs and lots of erper love across the big pond. Sorry for rambling and any grammar or spelling mistakes. I did my best to find the right, the right, some words of thankfulness. P.S. I know how much you enjoy voicemails with accents, but I won't bother you with my German accent. Why? I know. Do it. We love it. Uh, I would feel like a walking umlaut. Ha ha. I actually never got that joke, she says. <laughs> PPS, why not for life? No take backs. Oh, that's so nice. We love German accents. We love all, all accents. accents. We love Barb from Fargo's accent. Yeah, absolutely. If we can love that accent only a mother could love, we would we'll love yours. love yours. Yeah. Oh, that was nice. Thank you. Uh, this next email is from Grace. Hi, Ann and Casey. It's Grace, a.k.a. Beboppin. Actually, it's Beboopin, as in booped your nose. <laughs> oh, really? But I, but I liked how you said it in the 311 episode, and it made me really happy. But here's my normal name to make it easier. So uh, Grace. Beboopin is Grace. I'm finally caught up with your podcast just in time for season four, and I'm so excited to hear what you will say about it. Uh, especially new characters and certain scenes involving the homestead. Uh, Anyway, I just wanted to tell you that whenever you use the Surrey slash British British Google lady to find out answers to something, (laughs) it reminds me of in uh, 204 when Waverly tries to get Surrey to call Doc Holliday and it calls Holiday in instead. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You saw how unreliable it is then. And it's still unreliable when you use it in the podcast. So it makes me laugh every time. It That's is. funny. Put <laughs> together. We're like, fuck you, girl. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Grace. Yeah, thank you, Grace. Uh, that is funny. Uh, this one's a long one. This one is from Amisha. Hiya, Ann and Casey. I understand that you must hear this a lot from other listeners, but I want to say it emphatically one more time. Uh, that you two are an absolute gift to the Winona Earp fandom. And I, for one, feel eternally blessed to have discovered you just recently. I don't get much time during the weekdays, so I try to squeeze in the episodes and installments throughout the day, which works out fine. And you'd be happy to know that I finally managed to catch up with you two and just finished uh, 312 today. No matter how rough the day is, you two always manage to turn it around for the better and instantly boost my serotonin levels. Who needs meds when we have laughter? It's so bloody brilliant that you managed to do so without even knowing. (sighs) 
I'm a fairly new erper and accidentally stumbled upon the show uh, later last year after having seen the clip of the electrifying way hot first encounter at Shorty's on YouTube. <laughs> and I haven't liked anything much since. Same, Amisha. Like, is there even any good TV besides the show? I just keep watching the show. Um, binging was inevitable, as you might imagine. It was like finding something I did not know I so desperately needed in my life. I'm a healthcare worker who worked on the front lines. Thank you so much, Amisha. Mm-hmm. Um, and as depressing as everything around us was, I did find comfort in your podcast that would often have me in stitches for which I'm so very thankful. I adore Casey's spontaneous comments and her sound effects, plus her ability to dissect sub subtle subtleties. I can't say that word. Subtleties. <laughs> subtleties. Subtleties. <laughs> I'm reading. I hate reading on that. Fuck up. You can't say Mercedes. No, I know. Um, so subtleties, subtleties with forensic detail. She really never skips a beat, does she? And you, Anne, do a might fine job yourself at reading between the lines and at randomly throwing in your Easter eggs that make me chuckle every time while Casey is still blissful blissfully ignorant which makes it even more amusing (laughs) i cannot wait to relive relive season four with you two and hopefully by the time you wrap up or perhaps before we'll have some favorable news about the future of our show fingers crossed Mm -hmm. what a lovely job you two are doing filling our lives with bright colors bravo keep spreading kindness and laughter love amisha amisha you're too kind you made casey tweak out her microphone that was really sweet very sweet. You guys are too nice. It's really nice. This one is from our P.O. box. It's our first P.O. box mail. Ooh. It is handwritten. Oh my God, I love it already. In pencil <sighs> on lined notebook paper. And I love everything about it. All right. So this letter is from Sam, handwritten. Love it. Anne and Casey. Hey. My name is Sam, short for Samantha, and I'm writing to you from Indiana. I'm a fairly new erper. I started watching late December of 2020 and finished this series in about three weeks. But I'm not on Twitter, Twitter, and no one in my life has watched Winona, so I don't have anyone to talk to about the show. I found your podcast shortly after your Cat Burrell episode, which was amazing, of course, and have enjoyed every second of it. I listen to it while walking one of my dogs, driving, or doing chores around the house, and it always feels like I'm hanging out with my friends. I'm always smiling like an idiot and talking to myself, and I'm sure anyone who sees me thinks I'm crazy. We hear this a lot, don't we? (laughs) Your banter and chemistry is amazing, and Anne, your Easter eggs for Casey are so well done. Season four is my favorite season. Me too, Sam. So I can't wait for Casey to watch it. I'm sure you'll love it. After finishing 4A, I spent lots of time in early 2021 watching cast panels while waiting for 4B. I'm pretty sure some of them made me laugh harder than the actual show did, and we all know how absolutely hilarious it can be. The relationships among the cast members definitely make the show even more special than it already is. Casey, the panels are a must watch. This is not really why not related, but I also just wanted to say thank you to both of you for being so open and authentic. As a young gay, I'm 18 and just graduated from high school, 
in a fairly conservative Indiana. I'm not surrounded by LGBTQ plus adults. Seeing and hearing you both living as yourselves and just existing in the world as gay adults gives me hope for the future and confidence that I can find a way to navigate the real world as my authentic self. <laughs> you guys in... <laughs> Don't cry, <laughs> you fucker. Keep your shit together. You guys inspire me so much, and I'm so grateful that I found your podcast. It brings me so much joy, and I look forward to it every week. Please never stop being you, and don't ever underestimate the positive impact you are having on the lives of others. Keep erping, and as the iconic Dom PC, our favorite bisexual angel, once said, fight for fucking Winona. Thank you again, and I wish you both the best. Sam. <laughs> Sam, that was too much. Thank you. <laughs> How nice. Thank you for all of that, Sam. And thank you for just being you. Just keep being you. We're we're not the unique ones here. It's mm -mm. it's everyone. It's this whole fandom. And mm -hmm. this is a huge part of the reason I I forced this show upon Casey in the beginning. I said so much <laughs> of it was like it's it's more than the show. It's like this incredibly inclusive fandom. Mm -hmm. Don't you want to be a part of that? And I know myself, I look forward to to putting the show out each week just because I get so excited to hear what everyone has to say and hearing things like that. Oh God. Thank that was really so nice. Much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So nice. Thank God. you for breaking me, Sam. Yeah, there right. I have it. Now I'm a crier too. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I was going to get through. What? You did good. <gasps> you broke me. We have a voicemail from Lyra, our sexy French friend. Bonjour, Anne AKC. Lyra here. So... Since you asked so nicely, here's an audio of me saying charcuterie to you in French, which is pronounced charcuterie. The hard parts are the U and the R, since you don't exactly have those sounds in English. I can be your French Siri if you want. As for the sexy accent, I don't think I have that much of a French accent when speaking in English, because as French, we are almost trained to cringe out of French accent in English. But apparently, non-French people love it, so... Here you go, this is me speaking with a really cringy French accent, sorry about that. It's definitely not sexy for me to hear that, but maybe you'll enjoy it, who knows. But if you want sexiness, I can tell you that the word lingerie, I think is how you say it in English, is pronounced lingerie in French. And also you might want to know, if you didn't already, that voulez-vous coucher avec moi ce soir actually means do you want to have sex with me tonight? So probably better to know that before saying it to someone. Anyway, I hope you enjoy season four. I, for one, loved it. Uh, have a good day. And thank you again for this podcast. Bye. And again. <laughs> 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 
Play it again. <laughs> what do we need to know? I have to write that down. Lyra, Lyra, you Casey picked up a pen and was like <laughs> pretending to write on the palm. She licked the pen. She picked up the pen. She licked it, and then she pretended to write notes on the palm of her hand <laughs> when you said, "Voulez-vous que avec moi?" Oh. I, I did take a tiny bit of French. Lyra, um, you can call and talk about anything you want. It doesn't anything. have to be lingerie or charcuterie. Charcuterie. Or charcuterie. Did I just sound like you sounded like that one cartoon? The guy from Ratatouille. Ratatouille. I thought I sounded like Gaston. From oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, Lyra. Um, Anne's gonna send me that, and we're just gonna. I'm just gonna fall asleep with that tonight. I hope it doesn't make you feel uncomfortable. But that's what I'm gonna do. That was amazing. <laughs> Thank you, Lyra. Oh, all right. You ready to watch uh, episode people. two? I love people. Oh, I know, right? I don't really care for many people, but apparently, this is turning me into a people person because all the people here. I adore. Love. Je adore. Oh, this is some French I know. I know. Um, je t'aime, mon petit chou. I think it means I love you, my little oh. cabbage. I think it's a term of endearment. That's, I remember very little French. I'm so glad that you know that, but you have a real hard time with sapatote. <laughs> My mind is a subtly. I always struggled with reading out loud. I hate being called on in class. I have panic attack, and then I'm on air reading with my readers on tiny tight. I need to make print it bigger when I'm reading two pages of. And, and then I'm crying through <laughs> Sam's thing. So I can't even see through my tears as I'm reading that one. Mm-hmm. It's okay. We well done, you. guys. Way, way to ruin we us. We broke tonight. We Yoach. broke. Uh, where can uh, people find us if they don't know how to find us? Well, on the Twitter, they can find us at Why Not P. Sure can. And on Instagram, they can find us at Why Not Podcast. Mm-hmm. They can find us online at whynot.com and they can leave a voicemail there, especially if they have a f- sexy French or British or anything. Or Ukrainian, Swedish, I don't know. Um, Colombian. All the accents. It doesn't. We'll take ma- them all. All of them. Yeah. Don't be shy. We, we can't even see your face. Mm-mm. You can say whatever you, I mean, be nice. I can't imagine you wouldn't be, but Darn where it. can they send us if they want to send us handwritten Oh, handwritten letters, letters like Sam did. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. Sam's. Um, why not podcast at 1336 Moore Park Road, number 279 in Thousand Oaks, California, zip code 91360. And Moore Park is spelled M O O R P A R K. Well done. Moore Park. Lady. Moore. It's a subtly uh, difference between more. Stop being so subtlety. More <laughs> subility. You're very subtle about that. 
You're not <gasps> being very subtle. Oh, does that feel, does that hurt your feelings? No. Oh. I'm so used to it. Okay. If you can't laugh at yourself. I'll find something to hurt your feelings about. Don't you worry. <gasps> oh my gosh. You're an animal. All right. You've been listening no. to wine. <laughs> we'll catch you later on the tweeters. Don't. That's so wrong. <laughs> Don't meow at me like a cat with swiping motions. Okay. It didn't work for me then. It's not working for me. <laughs> it wasn't her. It wasn't her. <laughs> oh my god, that was not me. <laughs> and also, I forgot all about it. Now that I just—that's why I thought you were doing now, it. But now I'm always going to do that. It's so cringy. Stop. Wow. It's only gonna make you look weird, not me. <laughs> you need help. <laughs> Bye. Stop <laughs> grooming yourself like a cat, you weirdo. Hey, Redmonds. I wanted to take a couple seconds to dedicate this episode to the memory of my mom as it airs on the anniversary of her passing. To misquote the show that we all love so much, the best parts of Anne came from her mother. My mom was witty, sassy, sarcastic, and loud. She was brave and she was loyal, and she was really great at being good. And she loved me when I was none of those things, but she was always my biggest cheerleader. She wasn't around to see Casey and I start podcasting. But I know she would have loved the journey. She would have been so proud of us both. She would have loved all you lovely people. She would have wanted to hear all about your lives. You basically would have had another mom. I miss her every day. And mom, I hope there are podcasts where you are. <laughs>